0: Welcome to the Paul and Griff Show. You got myself Paul.
1: And you got myself Griff,
0: and we are back in your ears. It's different, isn't it? It
1: that is. That's I like it.
0: With a, <laughs> another exciting show. Um, how are we doing, Griff? You
1: good? Not too bad. Have oh, it's a lovely weekend? bank holiday. A lovely, lovely weather. Bank holiday.
0: It's been. Oh. We've had hot. We've had snow. It's. Uh, mm it's been strange for a couple of days, but typical we'll British here. weather.
1: Typical British weather.
0: British <laughs> British summer.
1: British um, summertime.
0: Oh, this week we are looking at thirty one, the Rob Zombie film thirty one. I feel like that's the full title for it, the Rob Zombie Film 31.
1: Yeah, I I I, I don't have to gum to it, but like, I don't know why it's called thirty one. Um but it's
0: the name of the game, isn't it? <laughs>
1: It's just yeah, it's the name of the game. But I don't know what again. I don't know what that's got to do with it. But um, the Rob Zombie blah, blah, Zombie 2016 movie Thirty One. Oh, Dream On. See
0: what I did there? Uh, oh. I did see what he did there. I started seeing it, but I thought I would sing it again later. So this is true.
1: This is true. Um,
0: Rob Zombie loves an ending, doesn't he? He
1: does love an ending.
0: Actually, he loves an ending. But before you get into an ending, I guess you need a beginning. And a beginning is like we do every week, and that is with um, this week's movie news.
1: And I suppose the biggest trailer of the week, I suppose there's a couple of them, really, but I, I suppose Black Widow probably does take it. We had a brand-new Black Widow trailer, Um which actually surprisingly shows that, like you're aware that she's dead from end game when it's going to her origins, yeah, um, and a lot of taskmaster, which I, I think it looks amazing um but whether the plot's gonna be as amazing what we've it's a character we know the ending, we know she's dead um uh, but it it visually it looks stunning if that's fair to say.
0: Yeah, no, massively. I, I, I... That is it. It's hard for me, because obviously I, I feel it's a silly time to have an origin. But then again, I feel like Black Widow is one of those stories they could probably get away with a lot more than some of
1: the other ones. Definitely. It, it just feels a shame that, like, it, it's come a little bit late, even more later, what we've all, like, mm. the delays... Um it's got it's got it's, an amazing cast and I really love I'm hoping Taskmaster isn't just one and done and they've just wasted him a little bit. Yeah. But um yeah, it looks amazing. I it's got,
0: um, yeah, I think it's got a lot of promise. I mean, it's definitely one it's definitely one to check out. I mean, like I said, I I've, I've sceptical, right? I just think timing was rough because obviously we do know, you know, the passing in like um Yeah. So, sort of game, that but um, yeah, it's gonna be good. I mean, they haven't disappointed yet, so don't
1: think they're disappointed now. Totally, it's coming out uh, 9th of July 2021, I believe, Cinemas and Disney Plus Premium. Um, so we'll see, I'm sure it'll be very, very popular. Um, stick with Marvel, even though we're kind of going to, I think this was released today. We got a trailer for the Loki television series, um, which is coming out June the eleventh, and surprisingly, um a lot of Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I yeah.
0: don't even know what the fuck a quail is. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to put Owen Wilson, he's he's so tight cast in my fragile mind. But um you know, hopefully this could be the one to, to put him out a bit. But he will throw a wow in at some point,
1: definitely. And um, by looks of the trailer, they're they're aware that Loki has used the Infinity Stone to go to another dimension, and yep. someone has to undo what he's done. Um, going on what Wonder Vision and Falcon and Winter Soldier have hit their stride pretty quick, I'd imagine this would be really good as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll just say I'm guessing this is. June eleventh, probably. I don't know I've only got three more episodes of. I thought this would come in as soon as Falcon and the Winter Soldier finishes, but they've only got three episodes left, which takes us probably to the end of April. We've got a whole month of May. Oh, so I don't know, just go in the middle. But yeah, obviously, Disney Plus. It's crazy how they had nothing really new stuff for a whole year, and now they're just coming out swinging. But we and thought they
0: had nothing, but they've been working on everything, haven't they?
1: They've been working on it. That's a perfect way of putting it. They've just been busy making Yeah, well, you, you kind of
0: thought, oh, everything's not happening. You know, they're still going to throw out What If and all this other stuff as well. So everything's just going
1: to emerge. Plus all this new style stuff and, like, there's films on there. I, I When I was trying to choose my film for, like, next week, I even forgot to choose the Disney Plus roster of movies. <laughs> it just usually choose Amazon Prime, Netflix, or Sky. But um, yeah, yeah, no, there's,
0: um, definitely a few emerging on that now, aren't there? It's a lot mm-hmm. easier now. They got, they like said they got Star.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, we had a trailer for Space Jam: A New Legacy. Oh, this looked okay, and then it looked lazy, and then it looked a bit over the top. I know you've got some thoughts about this. Yeah,
0: so basically, like uh, I, I love the original Space Jam, you know. And I thought I love the song with um Busta Rhymes and other <laughs> song that we can't talk about. Um, I, I I thought it was good. I I felt issues with the trailer yeah. in the sense that um, he's obviously his kid's been taken. I guess you'll find out more in actual film. He's got to go back and win him, and the only way he can get his kid back is by winning a basketball game. Yeah, which is weird because I, I felt like that is something that he would challenge him to. Mm. Like, why would you say, oh, "I've got your kid"? I'll oh, give you a kid back. I'll oh, beat me in a basketball game. Then it should be more like he bets everything. Like, oh, if I I bet I could beat you in a basketball game, and if not, I lose everything. Kind of thing. Totally, it, it seems weird that the villain's giving him an alternative of like his highest strength. He's mm. like, one of the best basketball players like ever. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I'll play you at basketball. It's like me saying with Messi, like, oh, I'll play you at football. It just seems a bit like, you know, weird that you challenge him at that. And then he gets put with a dud team and the worst team ever, which is um, obviously the Looney Tunes again. But I just don't get it because as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're 1-0. They won in the last films. So I don't know why they're the worst team or considered the worst team ever. So, um,
1: no, totally. Yeah, it's weird. I, I just honestly, feel they've overthought it. Never thought it. Like it was nice in a way to see kind of see the Iron Giant and see some other kind of stuff in the trailer. It, it looks very over the top. But um, whether it'll be as good as the original, we will soon see. This is due twenty third of July, twenty twenty one, in the UK. So really? It's interesting to see how that goes uh we also got a trailer for spiral from the book of saw which i was excited to see i did enjoy the trailer i did feel like i was missing the iconic voice but this is the trailer and it is about copy killer um copycat killer so we'll see the cast definitely excites me chris rock samuel jackson uh and what did you think yeah. of it
0: uh, I enjoyed it. I love the fact it's a copycat killer. I, I think it's a very clever way to sort of uh, redo the franchise and maybe do some of the old traps as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It gives you,
0: instead of just, uh, oh, it's just a rehash, it sort of there's a reasoning sort of behind it. Uh, it's going to be dark, it's going to be twisted. It's, it, uh, I'd love it if they still do the reveals at the end of all the bits you missed and how it tells the whole story and all the keywords words you missed out on. That's always one of the best bits from. I hope sort so. Of, so. Yeah, so hopefully there's enough, but um, it's just one of those franchises that can just go forever, really, isn't it?
1: Definitely. Definitely going forever, ever, like the original franchise did, even when he died, like at the end of the third movie. Doesn't mean it was over. <laughs> just just crazy. Um, that's due 17th of May 2021 um, I borrowed a, a middle of all this I know I shared it with you and I shared it with people on Twitter. There's an amazing fan base um animated trailer for the Batman that got released this week. Yeah, by, it's outstanding. On on Instagram, if you follow the guy at The Art91 Lee, it it's very well done. <laughs> the animation's amazing. I thought at first like it was done by the studio, but it's just literally like a fan has made it. um Definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth.
0: It's amazing. And um, it's weird because obviously it's just like a bit of a, like you said, it's just a fan, done it? But it gets you hyped for the film again. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty much the trailer you've seen already, but for some reason it sort of just gets you buzzing for it again. So it's done, done good work for DC as well all the same.
1: Exactly. Because I kind of forgot just how good the trailer was, what with the Nirvana music and yeah. I Am Vengeance. It's just what we what we need. See, we're not DC bashers. We can love DC sometimes. <laughs> we got a trailer for a TV series called Shadow and Bone. Um, dark forces conspire against orphan mapmaker Alina Starkov when she unleashes an extraordinary power that could change the fate of her war-torn world. Um, looks a bit crazy. Doesn't look like it's for me. But um I think I think it's based on like a series of books. But I, it had again a book I,
0: vibe to it.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think it's something that like I'd be watching um myself.
0: Um yeah, exactly the same as you. I mean it's not for me. I mean I can see the people that are into it are gonna be like into it. It looks like fucking epic visuals, look fantastic. It's just not my sort of thing but I can, I can tell the people that are into it are going to be sort of like hardcore into it, if you know what I mean. It feels...
1: Yeah, totally, totally. and um,
0: Yeah, like I said, I don't know anything about it. I just hope it's a um, a decent sort of representation for those that are looking forward to it.
1: Definitely. It looks like it's coming out April, sort of the poster, April 23rd on Netflix. Um, and then the final trailer of the week, um, Things Heard and Seen. Again, this is another Netflix movie. Um, an artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage as a sinister darkness, one that rivals her new home's history. Starring Amanda Seyfried. Um This looks dark. This kind of looks like something, a nice little evening watch. Um, sorry, yeah, it looks cat- like a nice
0: little romantic movie. Um, it it's had very much like an Amityville horror kind of feel to it for me. Yeah. Where, like, the, the, the house is like... Yeah, the killer, and it's gonna sort of cause both of them to do crazy things and lose who they are and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm really hoping. Um, I'm hoping it's good. It's one of those films that like I wait for a couple of people to watch it and then see what the rating is on IMDb is whether I do invest the time on it because it does have an hour and fifty nine minute run time. But I did watch um, the cuts. So I don't know what I'm moaning about. Schneider. Schneider, and there was a brand new poster for is it Army of the Dead?
0: Yeah, speaking of Schneider, he posted this on his um, Instagram
1: and Twitter, which looked pretty damn cool, like old Vegas kind of slot yeah, machine it's vibe. Neo, isn't it? It's a bit neo colours. It's kind of funky. Very neo colours, funky, and obviously Dave Batista in his prime in the middle. Oh.
0: Uh, it looks like it's going to be an amazing video game, but it's not. It's a film, so we'll see what happens.
1: It's a film. Um, I know
0: it's got that sort of the poster's got very much video game vibe to it, and you think, wow, this is going to be a crazy zombie game, sort of like we love. But um, it's going to be a film. Um, you know, fingers crossed, it's going to be a sleeper film. Obviously, the jury's out. We'll see how it goes, but it could be, um, it could be fun watch.
1: Defo, defo. Um, that was kind of it for like the news this week. So, um, we'll just finish off with this week in film and other stuff. In nineteen oh six, in nineteen oh six, the world's first animated cartoon was released: humorous oh. phases of funny faces by J. Stuart Blackton. Oh, did you know that? I didn't no. know that until I looked into this. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It is. What else have we got? Two thousand nine Star Trek film reboot directed by J.J. Abrams, starring Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, premieres in Austin, Texas. And as Paul rightfully says, it's WrestleMania. Well, it's been WrestleMania-like month, really, which feels like the news. In 2014, WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan defeats Batista and Randy Orton in triple threat title match after... I'll add that after defeating Triple H on the same night.
0: Oh, took out the whole of Evolution in one night, with the exception of Rick Flair, we don't get that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, in
1: 1986, WrestleMania 2 at three locations. Hulk Hogan beats King Kong Bundy, and Mr. T beats Roddy Piper in a boxing match. Oh, WrestleMania II. Uh, in 2013, WrestleMania... 28. John Cena defeats The Rock to win his record 11th WWE Championship. Oh, I don't remember hmm. that one that very well. Uh, WrestleMania 35 in 2019. Becky Lynch beats Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey and SmackDown Champion Charlotte Flair to win both titles, and she's gone on to have a baby now. I think she's due to come back.
0: Yeah, she'll come back. A bit. I think they're just picking their moments, aren't they? I think you need a crowd, don't
1: you? It's one of those things. Um it's holding me off. Yeah. In 2018, WrestleMania 34. Um, Ronda Rousey makes WWE debut. Team with Kurt Angle to beat Triple H and different mark in a mixed tag team match. Oh, that was a good one. Uh in 1976, All the President's Men, directed by Alan J. Pakula, based on a novel by Carl. Bernstein, and Bob Woodward detailing their Watergate investigation starring Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford is released. Uh, we've also then followed off with, in 2014, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, directed by Mark Webb and starring Andrew Garfield and never Stone, premieres in London. And in 2017, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, directed by James Gunn and starring Chris Pratt and Zoe Zaldana Premiers in Tokyo And that's pretty much it That's
0: all you need, there's plenty of Stuff going
1: on with that Plenty of stuff, a little bit of mania in there but not Too much, I think, I'm hoping this, I, think this is, I think this is probably one of the Latest manias, so I think After this it's all in the past
0: It's all in the past, don't you find it weird Though when you sit there and you sort of think Like oh, my favourite WrestleMania match was like Austin Versus Bret Hart or something from WrestleMania 13 And then suddenly you realise we're on, like, WrestleMania 37 and you think, fucking hell, that was... (laughs) was
1: I I did think, oh, my God, we're nearly at WrestleMania 40. Yeah,
0: that's absolutely mental. Because you sort of, like, I've got this blur from sort of, like, ones that I, like, remember, remember from, like, sort of, like, WrestleMania, like, 17, sort of, like, Rock, Austin and all that. It's, like, this massive blur to, like, sort of, like, now. And you think, what the hell?
1: Yeah, I remember them doing a massive thing about WrestleMania twenty. Um,
0: yeah, so you, that goes Hollywood, would not it? it? There's a Hollywood one.
1: We're all we're all starts again, and that was obviously Benoit and um, Eddie Guerrero. The whole ticker tape at the end. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like you kind of don't realise. You think, "Fucking you know, hell," like, I've lost
0: fifteen years somehow. I Seventeen know. years.
1: It's, it's absolutely mental. And all of a sudden, Uh-oh. we're knocking on the door. We're three years away from. WrestleMania 40. But what do you remember about WrestleMania 31? Oh, that was a good one. That was. I don't remember the game
0: 31. (laughs) The game 31. What do you know about Rob Zombie's film 31?
1: Now, that I know a lot about.
0: Oh, let's find out. Next, we look at Rob Zombie film 31. California,
1: California, dreaming. Such a day. Man. Stopping to a church, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I them the way. Uh, oh, wow. Of course,
0: this week was my pick, and I took us to Rob Zombie's Thirty One through that song "California Dreaming," which actually had a much bigger part in this film than I realized it would. Ready to- <laughs> <laughs> it really It's probably one of the best scenes. Um, I can't even tell you how we got her anymore.
1: It's quite a journey.
0: It's been Ooh. a journey. We'll um, we'll try and
1: we'll list, list it, it next out. time. We'll list it. Yeah, next we'll list time.
0: it. Yeah, it will be good. Yeah. Um, next week's a it's a big show, so it makes sense to do the list.
1: It certainly is. Um,
0: yeah, Griff, we're here. We're at Rob Zombie's thirty-one. Give us some some bits, synopsises, some, some some numbers. What you got for us? Oh,
1: 31. thousand and sixteen. Rob, Robert Zombie, that sounds weird, don't you we? call it Robert Zombie? It pre- had its premiere at Sundance Film Festival, 23rd of January 2016. Um, interesting enough, it was released on the internet 16th December 2016 in the USA. The UK got it the 23rd of September 2016, and then had a limited release in USA on the 21st of October 2016. Um, it's very weird, I know it was crowdfunded, this movie. But, um, yeah, at a very wide um, release. Uh, five carnival workers are kidnapped and held hostage in an abandoned hellish compound where they're forced to participate in a violent game, the goal of which is to survive 12 hours against a gang of sadistic clowns. It was directed and written by Rob Zombie. Um, if you're not kind of knowing of his work, apart from the fact He's a very successful um, singer
0: in a band. Yeah,
1: deep, you know, deep, um, daddy, uh, he's done the Marmite, Love It or Hate It Halloween remake. Um I think for everyone, he says they love it. Um, I think there's loads of people that hate it. It's which, um, yeah, he's done, obviously, The Great, um, House of Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and yet to be seen free from hell in... Um, I can't remember what trilogy they call it now. A Firefly uh, trilogy, is that it? Firefly trilogy? I know i Yeah, yeah. Um and he's also done The Lords of Salem, which um I have seen and I didn't like that one. And what about that animated film we watched? Oh, that's a lot of fun. The Haunted The Haunted World of El Super though That's amazing. Uh,
0: well, <laughs> That's wild, wasn't
1: it? You. I should have taken a stare next. Um <laughs> <laughs> I still got that. It stars like in all of his movies, his good wife, Sherry Moon Zombie as Charlie, Jeff Daniel Phillips as Roscoe Pepper, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs as Panda Thomas, Meg Foster as Venus Virgo, Kevin Jackson as Levan Wally, Malcolm McDowell as Father Murder, and Richard break as Doomhead. It had a budget of one million five hundred thousand. How much do you reckon it made worldwide? Uh thirty
0: one million.
1: Eight hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Oh man <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah and he made seven hundred and seventy nine thousand of that in the US. I don't remember coming out of the cinema it, so that that's probably um not not surprising how how little money it kind of made. It is a niche market rob zombie movies um <clears throat> It definitely wasn't heavily advertised
0: it, it felt like a film that i I'm not sure if I knew it existed or not.
1: I think I remember seeing the poster, but have no clue what it was about but like and, and I mean, a person, no. yeah totally totally and, and and you know what i went in I went into this without reading the synopsis, I went in blind and just watched it. Oh. I don't know if you did or not. I just went in and watched it.
0: I mean obviously I read the little description bit, but I didn't really Yeah, yeah. I went in as blind as I could, but um yeah.
1: Well I I know we don't go scene by scene, um but I I must say the opening scene I found um I found very amazing and and, and I think it helped grip me through uh Richard Brake as Doom. He says do they keep calling him Doom heads and all that, but I think he's I can't remember what he nicknamed he called him the opening bit. But that that's some powerful shit. Yeah, I
0: mean it's set in uh, October nineteen seventy six, I think it said, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um it's it's kinda of weird. I mean Rob Zombie's got a fairly like unique, sort of gritty old school style of horror that I really I enjoy the way that he shoots like um, horror films. So I'm big into it and I'm a big fan of um obviously the music he uses and stuff but we'll get into that in a bit. But um, yeah, it was, it had a very like sort of Texas Chainsaw Massacre I felt sort of beginning like the people in the van sort of going and it had very, that sort of 70s horror vibe to it.
1: It had a massive vibe, especially with the colour that he uses, like yeah. the, the, the filming colour, if, if that makes sense. Very yellow-tinted kind of, driving along. They get abducted. Um, perfect way to describe the movie is a real budget running man. Like, no-one's watching it apart from these three rich people. Um,
0: That's it. You don't even have to even really gamble in like, money or anything either.
1: Yeah, I didn't quite get when they were like giving, they give everyone odds. Um, you've got it is mental. You've got a Nancy a Nazi dwarf. You've got two chainsaw dwelling clowns. You've got sex and death, which is kind of like a big guy. And I can only imagine like the little girl's kind of his sex like side. That was weird. And then you've got the yeah. main, the main the main guy who's kind of called out of retirement or who's taking a year off, but he he gets shit done. Or does he? Um, It's very good that there's enough of them, obviously because there's five of them. They kind of pick them off kind of one by one. So everyone kind of does get a kill or get to injure someone out of all of them. The three people never get their comeuppance. The three rich toffs. Um, yeah, basically you just
0: got to survive the night realistically haven't you
1: yeah you got to survive 12 hours and yeah. I think when they, when they end up calling um, that the main bad guy back he, I think he's got 4 hours left and he's like just arrogant like "Oh, will take the rest of the night off I'll get shit done um, but I guess he does play the rules of the game because when the 12 hours is up and he's told to put his knife down he ends up putting his knife down
0: yeah they, they're very much just like the idea is that you know it they, they looks like you're going to have a survivor they've never had a survivor before they don't know how to deal with this and um, obviously there's spoilers all over the place with this
1: but, yeah, um, I can't imagine
0: loads of people I can't imagine loads are going to um, watch it but yeah so basically you, you get the sole survivor which is um, sort of Sherry Moon and um, she's walking off and you sort of hear um, Aerosmith sort of dream on plan in the background, and I think another powerful ending. It's a very powerful ending, it's, it's really yeah. good. And you see this van slowly emerging from the background, and you think, Who is this? Is it going to be one of the rich people that she's unaware she's getting in the car with? I thought that's what it was going to be.
1: Mm.
0: I thought it was one of the rich people who were going to pick her up, and she didn't have a clue that it was one of them. And um, all this happens, they're basically like, Yeah. The last killer, the, the sort of the really good one, sort of got out of the van and slowly walked towards her, uh, slowly up towards her, and then sort of pulled two knives out as the film mm-hmm. ends. And it looks like he was going to sort of still go ahead and kill her. I and mean, they said kill her anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> rewatchability,
1: I don't think it's there. Uh, I think it's there with mates. I think if you had a couple of mates, a couple of beers, <sighs> I think it's let's whack it on in the background, and there's the odd scene where, oh, this oh, yes, you this do worth watching. He oh. uh, <laughs> do um, my, my my main issue with the film, uh, two main issues, both sadly about Sherry Moon Zombie. Um, one too predictable. That it was going to be her. I thought the other yeah. woman, Meg Foster, would have deserved to go on. I know it's his wife. Yeah. Um, and equally, I don't think she plays a very good hero very well. There was. I, I thought I think that. she. I think she struggled in scenes. I think it's okay. Like obviously knowing her well from the Devil's Rejects, and she plays a great psycho, a great killer. But I really struggled to like connect to her to want her to survive.
0: Um, no, I agree with that. I, I I thought that. Basically, my idea was I thought. I thought there was gonna be. I knew there'd be a twist at the end because mm. it's Rob Zombie film. Mm. But my natural way of thinking it was gonna go where she was going to get the taste for it and become a killer on the game. Yeah. So I, I thought she was just going to be so fucked in the head because of the experience that she was now going to become a killer on this experience.
1: Yeah, that that would be a good twist.
0: But I didn't know how to get that. You know, her, almost her just walk up to the millionaires or something almost like lifeless mm. and just sort of just like somehow just show that she's a part of it now. Or just um be with the other guy or something, the crazy guy. I thought it was gonna go like that. Like she was so fucked in the head watching everyone she knows dies that now she's fucked or I thought the twist was gonna be like I said, the millionaires were gonna be the ones in the car and she was gonna drive off with them not realizing who she was in a car with.
1: No, that'd be but, good. Um, did you did you recognise who the petrol station guy was?
0: Um oh, refresh.
1: We've reviewed we've it's it's Bob from Batman. Um, Joker's. Um, oh, my boy Bob. Bob he looks old now. Jesus um, Christ, he, yeah. he, he looks massively old. Um, and you got Sherry Moon Zombie grabbing his crotch and like, he's ready to light. Yeah, it's crazy. You've got Bob in the movie. Um, which I thought, I, I thought I, I like that. It's just, oh. yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh, what's his name? Um, he's Lucky Leo in the film. It's called Tracy. Tracy Walter. Um, yeah, good old Bob. Um, couple of bit, couple of bits about the movie. Um, he said the reason he set this movie on Halloween was because he read a statistic which stated that more people go missing on Halloween in the US than any other day, and he thought would make an interesting premise for a film. Uh, maybe it's Halloween October thirty first. Maybe. That's what it is. Um, don't know. He called this his most brutal film to date. Is it more brutal than Devil's Rejects? Um,
0: I think it probably is. I think Devil's Rejects more fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked but up. I think people get people get stabbed more in this.
1: Yeah, they do get stabbed more in this, and um...
0: some of some of the deaths are just repetitive, like the um that little guy. Um, he he throws a lot of knives. to The, um, the yeah. other guy who said it's gonna fuck him up, number five, I think it was, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he hurts him.
1: Oh, uh, it's just it was it was shot in twenty days, which I can see that. Yeah, it's it's not a big budget movie. I say only a million, but um, I think for
0: a million, I think that's fantastic.
1: Body count of seventeen. Wow. With the exception of Doomhead, each killer subsequently killed with their own weapon. Oh, didn't realize that. Oh, I suppose that's yeah, true, no. isn't it? Yeah. Um, chainsaw boys
0: are probably still on their chainsaw. <laughs>
1: chainsaw boys. <laughs> um, and we know that despite being mentioned several times, the name of the game, the significance of the number 31 is never made clear. Uh, I, I assume because it's um, October 31st, Halloween. I'm guessing that's why it's called it. Yeah, um,
0: it makes sense, doesn't it? It's, it's the 30, it's sort of there, isn't it? it Where it, they do it once a year on the thirty first of October.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I just couldn't get away, away from the fact that it was very running man, and I suppose apart from um, the run, what do they call them? What do they call the um, running man gladiators? Oh, I can't remember now, but they're very oh. similar to that. Let, let, let's yeah. call in. Let's call in someone else. And whereas they bring the guy out of retirement or on a break, he's he's shagging some woman and he's like, I didn't plan on working today. I, I, I don't know. I, I, he captured the screen very, very well in all the scenes he was in. Um, like you say, rewatchability. I always, I always, always go from rewatchability. If I was flicking channels and it was on, would I stop the channel? And I, I don't think I would.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think rewatchability is a big thing with this. It's not, it's not a trash film by any means. It's just like um, once you've seen it, a lot of it's sort of gone. It's hard to go back and catch it. Uh, it's not like, I mean, films with like twists and that. Sometimes you'll go back and watch them. It doesn't feel like that sort of film.
1: Mm, mm.
0: I, I don't know what it'd be to go back and watch. Totally, you know, like you have got. I mean maybe I'd I'd go if I was on YouTube or something I might rewatch the ending with um Dream On and that. But it's not really like a massive rewatch scene, it's just sort of a well shot scene, if that makes sense.
1: No, yeah, totally. It is a very well watched scene. And um obviously uh Rob Zombie does love his love his music endings. Which is um oh, big time. Pr- pretty pretty powerful really. Um I did look up some um as it is thirty one, I was pretty confused. I did look at Wikipedia and a look at some of the facts around thirty-one. Um, some are interesting, some are not. <laughs> um it's the code for international direct dial phone calls to Netherlands. Which I didn't know. There go. I suppose we're plus forty-four. They're plus thirty-one. Um it's the number of kings defeated by the incoming Israelite settlers in Khan, according to Joshua twelve, twenty-four. All the kings, one and thirty. So It's a Bible reference. I don't know if that's what he's he's gone for. Um, What what was interesting, it's a Turkish slang for male masturbation. Wow. Um, Which is weird. Um, And in in music, 31 tone equal temperament is a historical significant tuning system. First theorised by Christian Hugens. Um apart from that, I I'm still neither wiser um on why it's called thirty one.
0: Uh, I said I think you hit it down the head with the whole October thing.
1: It's gotta be. And the fact that he says he, he did it around um Halloween just just so um so many people go missing. Um but yeah. And obviously we we're gonna talk about the soundtrack. Or soundtracks.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously like we we speak obviously off, off air a lot, and one of the key things we noticed about and the reason we got here was because of like the song, and I, I feel like Rob Zombie's renowned for picking like amazing soundtracks. I mean, obviously, Devil's Rejects, he's got the famous like Freebird scene, yeah, and that whole soundtrack in a whole is like it'll, it'll open up to like some great songs if you listen to it all, and. Um, I just felt like we were talking and we just thought we continued the conversation of sort of the importance of a good, a good soundtrack. So I feel it's sort of like a lost art in a lot of films. I think modernly, the most recent film is Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I could think of.
1: I think that's definitely the last um, CD soundtrack I bought.
0: I mean, the last one we really just it either introduced you or like reintroduced you to like, you know, sort of like 12 amazing songs you'd sort of forgotten about
1: mm, mm. or never heard you know?
0: of, you know, what I mean sort of like introduced or reintroduced. So like there's something you just think, Oh wow. And I think it sort of had that sort of, and I just think it's really important because I think like either lost. I understand you have like scores like we spoke about, like Wonder Woman, obviously um, she has her own song and stuff like that. But um
1: but superhero Dude, movies used to be like where we found all this movies. You had Seal, Kiss from a Rose from like Batman Forever. You used, you had um.
0: As YouTube hero. was the same one as well, wasn't it? The old Touch Me, Tease Me, Please Me, yeah, Squeeze yeah.
1: Me. You yeah. had um, Hero by Nickelback guy Chad from um Spider Man. Yep. Um, yeah, and also um, that's how
0: Stone Sour was the same one as well. Corey Taylor, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, that one, yeah, so, so superhero movies used to be, and oh, you had Fantastic yeah. Four had an amazing, um, oh, like Anastasia like remix, Let It Burn, oh, my
0: blood, set me free. <laughs> and Evanescence for um, Daredevil,
1: <laughs> Evanescence for Daredevil, even though I'll argue it was first on No Way Out, um, WWE. Which it's was just... Scott Steiner against Triple H two, because <laughs> after he screwed him out at the Royal Rumble, and oh, then, um, but... holla! If you hear me, oh, they were the days. But, um,
0: yeah, I mean, obviously you have like like songs, but to do like a whole sound like James Bond, for example, always has the epic song, but it doesn't do a whole soundtrack of.
1: No, the rest is just scores. I suppose the only person exactly. that really like I think concentrates on his soundtracks. It, apart from Rob Zombie, it's probably Tarantino. Um, de- definitely, with like Pul- Pulp Fiction is probably one of like my yeah. top ten like soundtracks of all time. There's songs that like I never would have heard of, but now they're kind of they're amazing. Ingrained,
0: yeah. No, I think yeah, yeah. Quarantino Tarantino he has the same sort of vibe. he's, he's got a good, um, you know, good knowledge of music and sort of like songs that he fits. And I feel like sometimes you you write a scene and put the song in and sometimes you write the song around the the scene around the song yeah and i, I think like that like rob zombie for like the whole free bird thing the scene was amazing but he wrote the scene around the song in the way that it sort of it grew with it and I, I think like you know tarantino's done that with things and i think that's um i just think it's important. i think it's sort of a a lost art as well
1: I don't know if like, music thought... rights have got so expensive, and that may be why it's a lost art. I know we we did almost famous like a couple of months ago, and that that was so expensive the budget because of the song rights, and not with Spotify nowadays and stuff like that. I don't know if it's a lost art because it's so expensive, yeah, um if you've got a budget do do you do you spend ten percent of that budget on music? Um or like pay to have your own score. That, that that could be something to do with it. I don't know. I think when you're like Disney, like you've got the money, like don't be tight. <laughs> you can buy these songs.
0: No, I don't know, it
1: is. It's like um it's just
0: so weird, isn't it? it it's just so crazy. But, but I, find... I just feel like so it's interesting because I I feel it like adds so much to um like films, I really do.
1: I watch Big Daddy like when I, when I sometimes when I have a nap light like, on a on a Saturday or Sunday I like to put a movie on the background and some Adam Sandler films have banging soundtracks like Big Daddy's got like Lynn Biscuit on it it's got a bit of Top Loader it, it's it's got um oh, what's the Cheryl Crow's version of sweet child of mine it, it's it's very important these comedies have like decent soundtracks not that they're known for them and I find soundtracks help helps a film become rewatchable because you can just have it on the background and the songs just make you feel comfortable and it just does that make sense oh
0: massively i, I just like you said it um it, it brings out instant classic scenes mm. and um it just adds so much because Like I said, it then moves into the popularity of the song, where it opens the whole world. But I said I think it would keep. You know, going to the galaxy is like you know it's a funny film. It's a great film, but if you took all those songs out of it, how much would it affect the film?
1: Oh, massively! Just just the opening scene of him dancing along on his headphones. Do you know what I mean? mean no, just, it's not.
0: It's not in like a, a disrespectful way because the film's fantastic. If you, if you take all of those songs out and just replace them with like generic sort of scores or whatever, how much does that
1: impact the film? Oh, massively, massively impacts it. I think mean, it does, doesn't it? I, I, I do, and I, I think the one yeah, thing about singing along, yeah, and the like, one thing with God and the Galaxy was when they're talking about the sequel bringing out Volume Two and even the soundtrack. There was a big boots to fill, and I, I still don't think it's as good. I, I can't, apart from the opening scene. of obviously um, oh, dun, 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 dun. Oh, I was with group dancing along, and some other songs.
0: Oh, well, sky in the sky. That's it. In, in the, the cloud
1: dun, dun,
0: dun. inside. Oh, Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, it's a great song. And um, when they're in prison as well.
1: And Father and Son as well. i remember more songs chatting to you about it now. With Father yeah. and Son. It's now time to make a change.
0: Father and Son. And obviously when they're locked in prison yeah. and he sort of gets the, the second horn bit and that sort of going around.
1: Oh, that's why I'm putting it on now. Um,
0: that's what I mean, though. Because you remember the scenes of the songs Exactly what we're saying.
1: He does. And the opening scene where, where groups just, just dancing along. Like oblivious to all the chaos going around him to the song makes makes it. It's magical. <laughs> it, so is. yeah, it is it is a lost art, and I don't because um, money is just yeah.
0: You look at um four um ragga rock obviously like with um. No, that was amazing. Like Led Zeppelin,
1: that end scene little... is worth watching just for that song.
0: Yeah, it's just like what were you the god of again? And all that sort of, from that moment on, it just become like, wow, if they had any moment like that in the Justice League, guarantee you, it would be like viral all over the place because people would just be going crazy for that scene.
1: Look at Wayne's world and Bohemian Rhapsody. Still yeah. remember it now, like how many years later.
0: <laughs> yeah, reshot it. So, um, no, it is a massive thing. So, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that we had a little chat about that because I think it's um,
1: it's cool. No, we'll definitely, we, we are on course to do a special on um on
0: Spotify where we can play the songs. I think we'll definitely, um, we'll work out that. So that'd be, oh, we'll we'll find out a formula, a top 10 or whatever, but we'll get something. Um, yeah, but 31, going back to that quickly, like the film, like I said, rewatchability. I think like you said, if you have with mates, um, potentially to whack it on. But apart from that, it's not even something I think it was on. i would keep
1: it on. Yeah, true.
0: You know, but it, but it's not shit. It's just uh, once you've seen it, you've seen it kind of film.
1: Yeah, one undone. One undone. I think so, yeah. Well,
0: oh. Yeah, perfect. I guess um, that just leaves the real question, is is what is your pick next week?
1: Oh, I struggled. I struggled loads. Because what you get with a roll zombie movie, it's a whole lot of people that have been a whole lot of horror movies. <laughs> Sometimes good with one. a rock, and sometimes not very good ones. <laughs> I know,
0: right? I must admit, because obviously, we're always curious what each other's going to pick. Because, like we've, we've said many times, we don't find out until the show. But um, yeah, I did look, and um... <laughs> I did laugh.
1: Yeah, I-, I looked and looked and looked, and I was like, I even tried to find. or oh, Dream On was used in um, Last Action Hero. Um, oh, but your girl um, was it, Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> but wasn't <laughs> interested in that. I even saw like it was linked to like the Marine and the Marines on Disney Plus WrestleMania week, but I was like, nah, I don't really fancy it. But then, um, talking offline, you did give me an out that like it was filmed in based around Los Angeles, and then that did leave me to a film because obviously next week is episode 50. It's a milestone. It's a milestone. And it, it, kind, of, it kind of feels like poetic justice. This, this podcast was made around lockdown and around because of the coronavirus and being at home, bored, on our own, um, with our respective wives, I must add, but <laughs> on our own. And another film was based in Los Angeles, come out on Amazon Prime. We both haven't seen it as far as I know. So we're gonna do the um coronavirus inspired movie Songbirds.
0: Do you know what? I wasn't a hundred percent sure you were gonna pick this, but I had a feeling you were gonna pick this.
1: Yeah, I, I, I saw it and I was like, you know what? It it feels it feels perfect. It may be trash, it may be good, but it it's it's fairly new out. I believe it's, I don't know if it's Amazon Prime in America. It's definitely Amazon Prime over here. Yeah. Um, so. And
0: I think that's, uh, that's a good choice. And I like said that it works with, um, I said, the journey of how we started this podcast and everything like that. Because obviously, um, like I said, we never tell each other films, but throughout the week we do kind of try to influence each other. We But like, Hey, did you realise that this leads to like so-and-so film, just in case you fancy picking that? Because I enjoy that film. You know, we sort of do stuff like that. And, you know, heads up, it hasn't panned out once. We've never like picked a film the other one suggested. But when I was looking at um thing, I did see this one pop up and I thought, oh, I wonder if he'll pick this because I think you suggested it a few weeks ago. I did, yeah. As, as a route for me and I ignored it, as I like, <laughs> said, so we do most times. But, um, yeah, no, it's going be, gonna to be good. It's probably going to... Hopefully we're coming out of lockdown fully around that sort of time so it won't make us too paranoid and insane. But um There's
1: Michael Bang you know, as you... well. Which gives you massive it oh. <laughs> gives you a massive um a massive field for the future episodes. Oh, I mean you feel Because, obviously after next week we're on the highway to our one year anniversary. We are. Oh.
0: I like it. Oh buzzing. I'm um, excited for that. If people want to get involved in Talk Fake 1 or Talk uh, Everything else, where can they find us on Instagram? I
1: think first at Paul and Griff Show.
0: And where that conversation does not stop, where can they find us on Twitter? You think first at Paul and Griff Show. Oh, beautiful. And um, yeah, I think that's everything. I hope everyone had a lovely Easter for those who celebrate Easter. Um, keep watching trailers, keep watching films. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week.
1: Yeah, stay safe. And, um, yeah, it's Mania Week.